0: you're invited to the castle of dr brain it's amigos episode 306 hi everybody welcome to amigos i'm john and i'm aaron today Aaron, we're going to be talking about the castle of dr brain aaron where do you stand on castles are you a fan?
1: I love the castles, but I like White Castle, for example. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of that, you know. So that, but yeah, castles are great. I, there's a there's a castle in Kentucky. I don't know you ever, you ever been to that place? No. Yeah, there's a big castle out. I think they rent it now for uh, you know romantic in, in, encounters like weekend really? overnight stays yeah it's a oh. straight up castle
0: <laughs> are they really upfront about that like well, if man, you uh, want
1: a place uh, to have a tryst aren't you watching the eyebrows i mean it's i mean oh, okay. it's, it's a bed and breakfast or whatever but, uh, I mean, bed
0: and breakfast you know what that is? you're means. not
1: gonna take the kids to the castle you know and yeah. just chill out i mean that's not the way it goes down this is a romantic This is like honeymoon levels of, of joy
0: okay you know? have you been to a real castle like stood on one because you've been over to europe a bunch of times well, on on my honeymoon, we went to the Weston Glass Museum.
1: Uh, is that a castle?
0: N- no, that's where I you went it's on the your honeymoon. Of is that near the? Yeah. W- is that up near the insane asylum? It is. We <laughs> went to that too. I'm assuming <laughs> we stumbled in on a tour and were asked to leave because we did not pay. <laughs> oh, you're
1: kidding me!
0: Well, no, but you know a how to show up your a, a
1: good time on the old honeymoon, don't you? That's right. That's right. Let's try I, a I bootleg all she had to look asylum tour for the
0: rest of her life with me. She should check herself into that asylum. Would you live in a castle if you <laughs> if you had the option? Yeah, I would. It'd be awesome. Heck yeah, I would. Wouldn't would you? you? Would you design it to be to look like a real medieval castle, or would you have it be all wacky like the castle of Doctor Brain? You
1: don't want me to design a castle. That would be bad times. I mean, are you? Kidding would
0: you me? rather live in a castle than a mansion?
1: Oh yeah, cause castles have turrets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Castles have murder holes. Castle had spiral staircases. You know what I'm saying? Castles have big, huge bonfires in the castle. Mm, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Because they're made of stone. They're a big, that's huge true. stone. It's like a stone. It's like a stone small village with a bunch of buildings. That'd be awesome.
0: You know. You know the coolest castle I've ever been to was when I went to France and I went to Mont Saint Michel. Are you familiar with this place? Uh, what was the name of it again? Mont no, I've Saint Michel. No, i never heard of it. Nope, no, no. Uh, so that. this is a this is it was built in medieval times, probably yeah. eight or nine hundred AD. Yeah. And uh, it's literally built out of a mountain, like they they literally just like chiseled a castle out of this this island. Yeah. Okay. It's incredible to see this thing looming over the distance. Have you ever seen Howl's Moving Castle before that Studio Ghibli movie?
1: Uh, yes, long ago. Okay. I
0: saw that. You know, there's there's scenes where they show the castle off in the distance, and you just see the silhouette. Yeah. Well, that's what this thing looks like when you approach it from the road. It's incredible, and the fact that this thing was built, you know, over a thousand years ago is is crazy. The you know, in the no machines, of course, is all built from human hands. Yeah. Um, and it has a really interesting history. It was a monastery for a long time. Then during the French Revolution, they turned it into a Prison, and it was a prison for a while, and so uh, it's it's a really really neat place. Uh So that's that's probably my favorite castle I've ever been to. But that all said, I've not been to the castle in Kentucky, so I, I don't. I'm reserving judgment. You know, it's better. You know. Yeah. And the
1: history is probably richer too, because it's Kentucky. Yes. You know, you know how many <laughs> hillbillies it takes to build a castle. You know, who knows? That's what. That's the kind of crap you find out in your honeymoon. I mean, this uh, the uh. Have you been to any of the like? Because you were in England scotland mm-hmm. all these places have you been to any like the 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 great uh british castles that i see you know on it's funny i
0: i don't think i've been to some country estates i don't recall being to, to any uh you know to any castles in england i think really castles are more of a scottish thing or an irish thing i'm sure there are a lot of british well i guess there's a castle in york so yeah i've been to the castle at york um, but the coolest castles that I remember being just like seeing from the side of the road or the side of the rail, I took a train from Prague in the Czech Republic to Dresden in Germany and man it was like driving through Cinderella land, all of the castles and, and, and things that you pass by on going through there that was an amazing, amazing train trip uh, so that's probably the coolest castle area I've ever been to. You
1: know it's funny you should mention this. I'm gonna go because I was thinking how cool that would be. You're going in the train. You're going by multiple castles, right? Yeah. My my buddy at work tried to book a train ride to go to the beach, right? America's train system is crap. We're not. Yes. We're driving by outhouses, not castles. This train to he could take the train up to uh, in the into Virginia. Then he had to take a bus from Virginia
0: mm-hmm. to like North Carolina. Yeah. It's like yeah. what are we doing here? We why can't we have a train system over it, here? It, my mom my mom took the train to Oklahoma City. Yeah. And it took her I think 36 hours yeah. to get there. Everything going <laughs> so, west gets routed
1: through Chicago. It, right. I, when I was go, I was looking to get a train to go to Houston, you had to go from West Virginia, which we have a train station up to Chicago, which is stupid cuz that's the exact opposite direction as you know. And mm-hmm. then you take the train down to like uh San Antonio, and then
0: it's time for your eight-hour bus trip, because there is no more train to go. Down right, to right. Like, what yeah, are we doing? It's, it's it's ridiculous. So, but getting back to the castle thing, of course, all of the uh, all the people in the UK are, are disparaging my remark that castles aren't known in the UK. Of course, I was that's false, that. and I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um. And of course, oh yeah, I forgot when I went to Amiga Ireland, Athlone Castle been to there's a castle right there in Athlone, so I guess I've seen more castles than I thought I had.
1: I'd like to visit the castle where they filmed the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That was in the UK somewhere. That'd be cool. You really? Know? Did yeah. they
0: film that did they film that movie live on location in the UK? I don't think they filmed it I mean what- what do you mean by that? They did film in there at the castle. I don't know if they. It wasn't all in live one shot like that was. Birdman
1: movie. It was. It was just. It was like an Orson Welles. They just. It was like <laughs> one long hour and forty minute shot, including all the singing, the costume changes, <laughs> the bits where they're turned into statues. How'd they do it? I don't know. You've never seen Rocky Horror, have you?
0: <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I haven't. I yeah, that's what I thought. Um, So, Aaron, why don't we uh, get out of this riveting discussion and get into some of this week's Amiga news. Yes, sir. It's been an eventful week here. You walked
1: over him again, Boat.
0: (laughs) It's been an eventful week here. Uh, We're going to start things off, Aaron, with the latest edition. I believe this is issue number six of Amiga Addict Magazine. Uh, this issue uh, it should be winging its way towards all subscribers right now. Of course, yeah. it's also available in digital form. Uh, this includes the cover story this month is all about deluxe paint and, of course, all of the influence that it's had on people over the years. Uh, there's also uh, details about an Amiga gaming tournament that Amiga Addict is hosting on AntStream, so you want to check that out. Ooh. Uh there's game reviews there's a movie licenses feature about Amiga games there's a show report about revision 2021 i know we just covered that a couple months ago weeks ago so uh, lots of stuff of course Amiga addict jam packed the gills full of great great Amiga content so make sure you check that out if you are not a subscriber to Amiga addict uh, be sure and uh, head on over to uh, amiga-addict.com and you can check it out you know they've got that's the official like
1: deluxe paint, like a King Tut thing that you all back in the day, it was like all the ads. Right. (laughs) That's so they that's, that is the appropriate image to have on the screen. It's
0: it's either that or the, the Venus de Milo. Uh, (laughs) Those are the, those are the
1: big ones that that's the number one with a bullet boat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. And speaking of a meat act, there was a bit of a kerfluffle online this week. Um, why don't you why don't you uh, fill us in on this story, Aaron?
1: Well, there's not a ton of information out there, uh, but uh, the folks over at Amiga Addict uh, put out a tweet that said, and I'll quote but if I may. we received an undesirable trademark opposition notification tape from Amiga Kit Limited. We simply applied to register our logo on Amiga Addict brand name. Any reason as to why... You are trying to harm a community-led Amiga magazine that is helping the Amiga scene, Amiga kit. And Amiga kit responded with something to the effect of, like, this was sort of a, a, uh, just a legal thing. No big deal. Uh, You know, I was going to bury this, uh, and I'm going to bury it to a certain degree, but, uh, word on the street is that this probably won't be a huge deal. It's hard to say. And that, in fact, I've heard some people say this is just a, uh, you know, the uh, copyrights for Amiga are held in crazy ways all over the place. And I've read that Amiga Kit uh, has some sort of British copyrights on the name Amiga or something. Who knows? I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to dip my toe in the pool with this. So if this is just some sort of rudimentary, legal doodad, okay? Okay. But here's what gets me. When you send a... a, a Amiga addicts just out here trying to have a magazine, okay? When you send them something like this in the mail without any prior commu- communication, that makes you an idiot. And that makes you uh, someone who doesn't really understand the way things work. Because if you expected to send this to Amiga Act and they were just going to set on it, you, you're nuts. They're, of course, they're going to be offended by this. And so when they posted this tweet, uh, it instantly turned the credibility of Amiga Kit into garbage. Now, Amiga Kit, I've ordered from Amiga Kit plenty of times back in the day. Now, we've, if you'll recall, about 150 episodes ago, we started my long, long wait for my key raw that I ordered from them. They've had a couple I've had a couple instances where their customer service and their shipping have not been up to spec. But hey, that'll happen to anybody. I'm not gonna hold it against them. I got nothing to say about them as a company that's bad. People have had great relationships with Amiga Kit. People have had not so good relationships with Amiga Kit. But all Amiga would have had to have done was to open up an a email browser or an email and, and just sent one over to these guys and said, Listen, we've got a little problem. Can we get this going? No, that's not the way we do it in the Amiga community. We've got to get crap. we got to get the legal department in on it. So what they did here was they pissed off a lot of people. Now, is their business going to take a hit on this? Absolutely. Absolutely it is, uh, because they've made themselves out to be the bad guys. You know, and, they, and they are the bad guys, as far as I can tell. If they think there's a copyright uh, problem, you know, there were better ways to approach it. We're trying to build a nice community around here, and every time we get something going, I mean, these guys are making a magazine out of nothing. You know, They have literally brought this thing out of the ether. They're trying to put it together, and instantly, here comes someone to rain on the parade. So I hope the next time a company thinks that this is a good idea, they look at this example of what a dumb thing it was to do, and they take it to heart. And they try to do the right thing before they do the dumb thing, boot.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I I agree with pretty much everything that you said. I think that I'm a big believer in uh, in copyright law and in upholding the copyright that you have. But if you're running a business that depends on the goodwill of the people in this particular community, uh, you've got to keep that in mind uh, because. You can win the battle and lose the war real easy with something like this. And some people think that Amiga Addict was out of line for tweeting the, uh, you know, the the C or the, the the notice, whatever notice it was. They say, well, you should you should have just kept this private. But the thing is, this isn't the first time that Amiga Kit has kind of thrown its weight around and gone after some of these, you know, other these other entities that are of no threat to it as a business. Uh, and sometimes you need this you need to bring these things to light and show people that uh, that this company has a habit of, of sending out these notices to try and, and and who knows if they were trying to coerce Amiga Addict or threaten them by doing this I, I don't know if that was the intent or not and again this all comes down to poor communication on Amiga Kit's part. Uh, most of the problems that people have with Amiga Kit have nothing to do with the products that they sell it's the lack of communication uh, you know that, that, that results in people having a bad experience like if you're going to if you're experiencing delays well that's okay send out a message saying hey we're experiencing delays uh, don't just you know with the key raw thing how many times did a media kit reach out to you and say hey we haven't forgotten about you then they blame me for not getting the better shipping it's like listen right. I've just got the standard thing on your site listen let me, let me jump right
1: in here real quick Okay. All right? I, and full disclosure, and you know this, but we've got a lot of our buddies uh, work over at Amiga Addict, and we've known mm-hmm. for a long time, good people, okay? And so I know these guys aren't idiots, alright? Because I know them, alright? Amiga kit needs to learn a little something. They're not the only kid on the block anymore, okay? There's plenty of other places that you can get quality Amiga, retro, and modern stuff, plenty of them, including stuff ran by people we know, good people, okay? So... We need to keep that in mind. You should be advertising an Amiga, Amiga, Amiga addict. You should not be going against them. They're one of the great things about having a, an Amiga magazine pop-ups. It gives you the ability to demonstrate what you've got. You can show right. off your products. For the love of God, why would you want to take that away? That's a boon for your for your business. It's not a detriment. Think, think a little bit before you do dumb things.
0: So, anyway, this is still what they call a developing story. Correct. Uh, we, you know, obviously, uh, there have been a lot of people that have been turned off to Amiga, uh, Amiga Kit as a result of this. And Amiga Addict has gotten a couple extra subscriptions out of this, so it's worked out well for Amiga Addict. But... Um, you know, this may be the first and the last that we hear from the media Kit legal team. Of course, I'm sure that if they do try to take any action, we will hear about it again on Twitter. But for right now, we're just going to leave that there and move on. Correct. So, Aaron, our next story is about Dark Angel. Do you know anything about Dark Angel? I believe, uh, wasn't that a, real, uh, a, a
1: TV show on Fox? They had a really. Were you talking about the the Buffy spinoff? It what was it? It wasn't a Buffy spinoff, was it? Was yeah, it? Yeah, it had that really dark, brooding vampire. No, that vampire was just Angel. That was straight oh. up Angel. He wasn't dark. He was frothy light. Dark. No, this is dark Angel. Wasn't uh, uh, Jessica Alba or one of these one of these really? Yeah, bam, there it is. Brock knew she was in it. She played this stealthy sort of like I don't know, like her. Uh, uh, her body, her brain, and stuff had been like uh, I don't know genetically screwed but something. She was super duper like a superhero.
0: I okay. never watched the show, but I saw some of the highlights. Uh, mm-hmm. It looked dumb. But this, I don't know. I'm say this is. Well, what I, looks, I don't but. think that this has anything to do with that because this is a game that is in the tradition of Flashback or Another World. And uh, what this is is it was originally released as a public domain demo. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, boom, out of nowhere, they found the full version, and it's just now been released. Oh, so wow. So pretty, pretty crazy. Um, this game looks great. I mean, it does not look like a PD game. This is a fully rotoscoped adventure. You know, it's in that same kind of vein, puzzle platformy vein. And, of course, Indie Retro News breaking the scoop on this in conjunction with Saberman. But uh, as you can Ooh. see, it, it definitely, it's got that that same look about it. As uh, as the the aforementioned commercially released games do, and that does uh, now, look
1: pretty good, Bo, but I gotta say that looks not too bad at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I guess uh Ami Peg user worked with a guy called Nutjack. You know, if Nutjack's in town, it's going to be a success. Um, this is uh, they've, uh, <laughs> they they've, they've recovered the full version of this game, and you can play it right now. Are you watching this demo? This guy, I am. this guy comes on screen, looking all cool, and every time he's instantly murdered. Well, that's the way these <laughs> games go. You you played Another World before? I was
1: going to say they must have captured <laughs> the footage of me playing this game without my knowledge. He just walks on the screen and he's instantly shot and killed. This looks like a, a flashback, but it runs. At least I mean, when this guy takes off, I mean, if you look how fast he's moving, man. Yeah, he is yeah. moving. Yeah, this looks real good, uh, Bowster. Good. This is a good find. I, I hadn't heard about this. Uh, of course, unrelated to Jessica Alba, but uh, uh, maybe we'll get a patch somewhere we they can kind of patch her in over top of the mm-hmm. guy. I, I would be yeah. okay with that. Looks good, though, Boat.
0: All right, and our next story is, uh, it, hey, this is more on the productivity side. If you have recently upgraded to OS 3.2, but you yearn for the simple pleasures of life, you want <laughs> your workbench to look more like a classic workbench, you can check this thing out. This is Best Classic Workbench 2.0. Yeah, not a lot to uh, see here for, on
1: this one. <laughs> for the
0: Amiga. And uh, this is uh, basically, you know, it's it's sort of a skin that sets on top, uh, as far as I understand it, it sets on top of OS 3.2 and makes things look more classic-like. Now, Aaron, do, are you real particular about the way that your workbench looks?
1: It's funny because I never go to workbench. I never do mm. anything but play games. I, I, that's mm-hmm. not a... That's not a joke. That's a shoot. I, I've got my rig. They just come right up to the game menu. I never go to. I never do anything in work pitch ever unless I, I absolutely have to. I don't. I, those days are pretty much over for me. What about you?
0: No, I, I am exactly the same <laughs> way now. Uh, when if the game doesn't have an auto loader, I start to get a little skittish because moving around in the in the file system, I, I start to get nervous that I'm going to mess something up forever. So yeah, yeah. Um, but. If you are the kind of person that uses your Amiga for doing other stuff besides playing games, or you just like hanging out firing up your computer and having the workbench on, just gives you the warm fuzzies, uh, check this out. This is over on English Amiga Board. Of course, you can ch- click the link in the show notes to uh, to uh, discover it. But uh, thank you to uh, David Z for posting this up on the uh, Discord. Uh, I would not have known about this otherwise.
1: You know, while we're talking about stuff along these lines, Boat, you know they've just uh, they and this is slightly this isn't necessarily in fact it's completely off to, off topic but they have just released uh all the news on the new Windows 11 but what do you think of Windows 11 have you seen any of the of the hype
0: you know uh, I knew that this was going on but I I have not seen anything about it yet so you're going to have to fill me in man
1: well the here are the selling points as as uh this video describes number 1 They've moved the start button to the middle of the screen. A huge selling point that gets repeated a hundred (laughs) times.
0: Because, you know, that's what I really wanted out of my windows.
1: And then they've also... Here's something else they repeat a million times. Listen. The corners are no longer... There are no more corners. Nobody puts windows in a corner. All Mm. the edges are rounded now, Boat. They're rounded for your
0: pleasure, Rounded edges. Rounded edges and a start button in the middle of the screen. It sounds... It sounds like another operating system. Now get this, it gets better.
1: You can see behind
0: the windows this kind of a glassy effect, Boat. Now, this is not new. They did this in Vista. No, no, this, it's, was...
1: this is better now. It's even more okay. glassy. All right, you can physically, you can throw a baseball and hit this and break it. It's that glassy. <laughs> they've also <laughs> integrated stuff like win, uh, Xbox Gaming because I've never thought of ha- having that in my windows. That's a, That okay. was an incredible feature. They've also got a gimmick here where you could basically, they've got these predetermined windows positions. You can click on them and you can, kind to of click on the different windows and then you can uh and then that's where they are uh, and you okay. can also unplug your laptop from your monitor and then plug it back in and all the crap that was on your monitor will be right back in the same spot that's not well, bad
0: thank you for putting in a feature that should have been in windows since the beginning
1: it also apparently it's going to have uh some kind of like voice to type thing oh get this they've put this feature in that's if you go through the microsoft by the way they've completely built Rebuilt the Microsoft floor store from the ground up, Boat, to accommodate uh, this uh, new Windows. And what you could do in here is you could actually go to the, you can go to the Microsoft store, then you can go to the uh, uh, to the uh, uh, App Store like you would on your phone, and you could sort of run kinda maybe run phone app, Android phone apps kinda, but not really. Okay. That's okay. a work in progress right there, uh, and then. Uh, you've also got HDR, uh, which if you've got a decent video card, you've already, you already got that. So a lot of people are looking at this and they're like, "Wait a minute, uh, it, this looks like they've they've taken an, like the Apple OS, like the visual aspects of it, and right. they kind of smacked it on the old Windows." Well, that's yeah. pretty much what everyone thinks is happening. And uh, as far as I can tell, now you can't complain too much. It's a free upgrade, as far as I can tell. Right. And by free upgrade, I mean they're going to violently make you upgrade. So that's, yeah. well, that's and, how and they also, do it
0: now. I'm, I'm sure that there will be some ads going on in this thing, too, in the old start menu.
1: Here's a chilling aspect of it. Don't worry about updates anymore. Big, huge updates. They've reduced updates by 40%. And now they'll just seamlessly do that in the background without you knowing what's happening. <laughs> Beautiful. I should now, mention that during the live streaming of this event, the stream screwed up multiple times. So you can... <laughs> You could do that. So, I guess what we're saying is, uh, uh, stick with stick with your uh, stick with your Amiga. I think you. Might be I think that that the update to the uh, the new workbench was a
0: substantially
1: better upgrade than what's coming out for Windows 11. But I wanted to touch on it because it is it is sort of relevant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, that is our final uh, news story of the week. Uh, so we're going to move on to. No, we're not uh, done wh- yet. There's a little T-shirt you want to talk about? Oh, well, actually, we've got a couple stories that, that aren't really that aren't really Amiga news in the classic sense. The first one, Aaron, and again, it, we're, we're having issues with the with the site because it doesn't uh, it doesn't have Amigathon. Aaron, Amigathon is coming. Okay. Amigathon is less than one month away. <laughs> yes, finally, we're
1: going to talk about this. I've been waiting.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, when when July arrives, you know it's coming. July 24th, 2021, Amigathon 2021. Amigathon 5 will be descending to uh, your ears and your eyes. We have a bigger event than ever planned this year, including lots and lots of special guests. We've got, of course, the Amiga Luminaries. Amiga Bill is going to be joining us. Uh, the one and only Kim Justice. Uh, we have a uh, uh, notable Amiga streamer, Ash, said hi. Uh, we have uh, Control-Alt-Reese is going to be joining us for a special segment. So we've got lots and lots of uh, uh, sort of uh, special guests that are going to be appearing. But in addition to that, Aaron, we're also going to be doing something special towards the end of amiga And why don't you explain what that is?
1: Sure. Boat had a, a, a real cunning plan, I, I have to say. I, I thought it was great. So... You'll recall that it, for one, I think just one year, one fateful year, but we did this thing for 24 straight hours, yes. and it, it it almost killed boat, and it made me want to kill boat as well. I didn't kill myself, and like sort of a murder suicide pact because it was brutal. And so we've went back to like 10, 12 hours. Well, this year, by God, we're going back to the 24 hour format with a gimmick, and the gimmick is the last 12 hours of the show. We're going to be uh, taken up. By various streamers, streamers that we know, streamers from the Discord, uh, some of our good friends. Uh, I can tell you. I guess we can go ahead and announce some of these streamers, can't we, Boat, Since they're going to sure. be taken down. So the first, the first couple hours, our good buddy and our top shelf streamer, the guy that got us into the gig, our buddy Rob O'Hare will be taking on the task of doing, continuing the party, continuing the fundraiser. In the 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 for he'll be the leadoff act. And then I know our good buddy David Z from Wide Wide World of Retro, the 3D printer extraordinaire, will be getting him some in there. And we also have contacted and confirmed that our good buddy Steve, Stevie from the uh, Coco Talk Show will be t- picking up the last hour of the uh, 12 hours uh, on the tail end. He'll be doing a, a, an hour segment there. So we've already got those guys locked in, boat, and uh, more t- on the way. And if you're interested... Uh, There's a sign-up sheet in our Amigathon section of the Discord. Uh, Hop in there, get yourself a time slot. There's plenty of slots left. We'd love to see anyone that likes any streamers that are interested in Europe, in Australia, New Zealand, anywhere, uh, uh, in the UK. uh, Hop in, grab you a time slot. It doesn't matter if you're a top shelf, you do it every week streamer, or someone who's just sort of figuring out how to do it. Just get in there and give it a shot. It's a great way to get exposure and to raise some money, Boat.
0: Yeah. 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 So uh, and I did want to mention the, the the other folks that are going to be joining us during the main portion. We've got uh, Dan Wood, Ravi Abbott, yes. uh, 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast is going to be there, too. We're going to have a mod and dpaint expo. So if you're getting ready to gear up for the old creative competition and you want to demonstrate your work a little early feel free we're not going to have a competition per se we'll leave that to Tenmark and Pixel Vixen but uh we will yep, have an yep. expo where if you just want we'll just be playing cool stuff and of course tons and tons of Amiga gaming action i think Ravi didn't uh, am I nuts here or didn't he record like is he he has or will be recording like a special
1: dj set that's uh,
0: right ravi's going to be recording a set so uh, it's going to be, be great. tons and tons of great stuff yeah. so yeah uh that is, again july 24th at noon utc yes tune in won't you all right, Aaron, and our final story comes from RetroRewind.ca. Now, Aaron, have you ever considered being a nudist? I uh, considered it? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Is is this a lived experience for you?
1: You know, there's a big nudist colony right down the road here.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Are you talking about that place in Culloden? Uh,
1: Well, I guess that's sort of Culloden, but yeah. What else would you call it? I don't know. It's way out
0: in the sticks, Boat. I don't know what you call it. The sticks? I don't know that they're nudists, are they? Oh yeah, buck okay. naked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. I never knew. Well, if you are, if you are a recovering nudist, say that you want to start wearing clothes again. I've got something for you. This is a shirt. What a shirt, you. Aaron. Not just any shirt. This is a Red Retro Rewind T-shirt. Beautiful. And let me tell you, if you want to be riding in style, if you want to pick up uh, members of the gender that you are attracted to. This is what you need to be wearing, okay? The Retro Rewind t-shirt is emblazoned with that classic, classic Retro Rewind logo, and it can be yours. It can be yours. Pick it up right now over on the site. Uh, It's very competitively priced uh, at only $18, and you can save 10% off this or any other order from your Retro Rewind uh, by using the code AMIGOS10. All the sizes are available.
1: Absolutely. You have
0: one, Aaron. I have one. Lots of people have one. All the cool kids are wearing them. You haven't the given me, rewind me mine rewind shirt. Boat. I'm getting that Saturday. I'm You're getting it. it. Sa- I haven't given it to you yet. No, I don't have mine. Do you think I would have not worn a retro
1: rewind shirt if I had one? I thought I gave it to you. Hell, oh, he's, listen, sounds like my Retro Rewind side shirt got sold or bartered for something. <laughs> listen. If I see some I'm, fancy movies that at the that pad. I sold,
0: I, I'm not saying I sold Frodo your shirt for $45. Are
1: you kidding but, me? Frodo wouldn't do that to me. By the way, Frodo's too busy dressed like a penguin with blue hair. He didn't have time to be wearing that.
0: Alright, so anyway, if you have retro needs, if you're looking for goodies for your Amiga, your Commodore 64, whatever you're whatever whatever you into, man, RetroRewind.ca has it. Absolutely. And we thank them for sponsoring this week's episode. Alright, Aaron, it's time. It's time to talk about the castle of Dr. Brain. Let's get into it, man.
1: Yes, sir. So, uh, it is Educainment Month, uh, as you may have guessed here on the show, or week, I should say. And so we have went with the with the almost of the island of Doctor Brain. I've given this guy an island, the castle of Doctor Brain. <laughs> uh, this bad boy uh, released in '92 and shipped on four discs, uh, which you know there you go. But it's a pretty expansive game. Uh, this uh, was is ECS OCS uh, multiple languages uh, developed by uh, Sierra, of course, and uh, was released on multiple platforms. Uh, the uh, classic Mac got this, Bo. Did you did you ever yeah. did you ever see this on the Mac back in the I, day? The,
0: well, the, the classic Mac got it, but this is the Macs that were in the in the in the VGA era. So okay. this wasn't running on like a Mac. So Plus. you
1: did? Did you have any of those Macs?
0: No, no, yeah. this. but the the kind of Mac that you have is exactly the kind of Mac that would run this back. Oh, boy, I'm going to break that sucker out. Uh, <laughs> this also got a, a NEC
1: PC-98 release and a DOS release, uh, a VGA release, and a Tandy PC release. That means we got the 16-color special boat with the cool oh yeah. Tandy sound, so not too bad, uh, man. So, what is castle of dr brain well castle of dr brain is an educational title that uh, has you in the role of someone that's applying to dr brain to get a job right and uh, dr brain lives in a real kind of a trippy castle uh in the opening segment is just this castle it's got uh it's got my god! It's got all kinds of crazy stuff in it. It's got whistles and cranks and and uh, it's built on a huge stone head. There's all kinds a light bulb. There's all kinds of wacky stuff. It's very actually. The, I'd say the opening scene is pretty interesting. I like the graphical elements and that they they introduce with it. You know right away you're in for something where they didn't just phone it in. Yeah, you know, Bo. Yeah. In my opinion,
0: there's uh, a there's a lot of really clever art in this game, and the title screen sets you up for that.
1: Yeah. And I will say, I also kind of like the theme of this, uh, the music on this is sort of a, uh, I won't say the music's great. Okay. What I will say is this. I think the tunes are very clever, but they're kind of only two thirds done. Like, and what I mean by that is like, they could have made them really awesome. Instead, they're really
0: good tunes that are kind of lame. Does that? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I thought the music was horrible. Uh, I turned it off almost immediately. As soon as I found out that there was a way to turn it off, uh, it it was not the kind of music that really stimulated intellectual activity.
2: Uh,
0: it, 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 there was a lot of like sort of like droning tones. And uh, and what what I really wanted was something like, you know, like the music in Tetris I think is a great example, like Dance of the Sugar Palm Fairy or something like that. Yeah. I think that would have been Weird. great. They could have used public domain tunes and really done well. This, the music in this game, definitely the worst, well, well, one of the worst parts of it.
1: Well, I think the, uh, what i mostly meant is the opening tune. The you?
0: opening tune is okay. Because
1: it's almost it's okay. like, it's almost like a, a a really computed up, like Black Sabbath cover. It's what it reminds yeah. me of, <laughs> which that's okay, because I like yeah. the Sabbath. But yeah, I mean, overall, what I, is, what I say this is a standout for a music? No, I would not. So... Right away, you get thrown into the deep end by having to just answer a puzzle on the spot before you even get in the door. It's the old Simon puzzle boat, mm-hmm. where you have to uh, click on the stones, the keystones, over the door in a, a sequential order that, uh, as they flash, to uh, to get inside. And then once you do that, you're in the door. Now, I had, I had, uh, I, I'm guessing, you, I'm assuming you never played this before, boat. No, I have
0: played this before. Oh, you have on played it the, are... On one of the very early Amigos Play streams. Oh! I mean, this is like 2016. I had to go with old brain. Nuts, I would have used that footage if I had known about it. You, you should not have used that footage. This, you, you made the right choice. How far did you get back then, if I may ask? Uh, I don't believe, because I was trying not to use a walkthrough, uh-huh. I don't believe I made it out of the first area. Hey, at least you got past area. the door. You got that going Yeah, I got past it. the door. I remember that.
1: So once you get past the door, then it's time to p- put on your thinking toque. Now... One thing about this game, it gives you multiple levels of difficulty, mm-hmm. and and also there are multiple ways to get help. Uh, the difficulty levels range from novice to to the top tier genius level, and I, by the way, played on novice, uh, even though this is meant for kids.
0: So well, there was the a thing. slight bit of embarrassment. There. It's I'm not, not as if the novice level puzzles are different puzzles; they're the same puzzles. They're just they're, they're the the difficulty is cranked back. But you're, I I was the same way as you. You know, I played on the novice level, and this game is no walk in the park, even at that level. So,
1: well, As we'll demonstrate, because we both we both couldn't walk through the park. We were too dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you start off in a long hallway. I will say the graphics on this... The Now, I, listen. The Amiga was... In 92, we were still in the batter's box here, but the PC was catching up, okay? And so, what you've got here, in my opinion, is some some vga graphics that they kind of toned down for the amiga and they look Mm. washed out your thoughts yeah
0: yeah i mean if you hadn't seen the vga version and you were just playing this on your stock ocs ecs amiga yeah you would be very happy with these graphics yeah but if you if you did see the ms dos version you would be jealous because the 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 colors don't pop like they do on the on the dos version and the,
1: the truth of the matter is uh, I think they could have made these graphics better. It's, again, this was, I think this was your straight up. Let's port this to the Amiga. I mean, we can, so let's do it. But let's right. not kill ourselves. So that, and that's right. what they did. Um, once you get in there, and you you are uh, in the first hallway, you've got two doors on either side of you, and you've got a elevator to the, the hall elevator. You can't do anything with right away. Uh, so you'll find out that the first the, the levels of this of the mansion here, the castle, are broken up into various. Um, uh, educational aspects or elements. I mean, with a, butt cause it gets, some of them get a little weird. The first level here is math, math, everyone's favorite boat. And, yeah. And, and what a great way to start the game <laughs> uh, to do a bunch of math problems. So you've got your choice. I mean, you could do these in sort of any order you want on this level. Uh, you have to basically you go in and you've got a, a cursor this is all mouse based i should mention you've got a cursor that is an eyeball most of the time or a, or a finger and you when, the eyeball you can look at stuff with the finger you can actually manipulate stuff mm-hmm. and you can go to the top of the screen and change what what your cursor is so when you first click on a door in this case it will tell you what the puzzle is and then you will have to solve it okay and this is pretty much the way it goes for the game uh, the, in this case, the first puzzle is you have to take a block of numbers and put them together in a way that completes a a, 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 a problem uh, at, that uses up all the numbers. Uh, yeah. It, so
0: you've got you you've got you've got to solve mathematical computations. Yes. With it with with all of the different you know plus minus divide and multiply, folks. It's as exciting as it sounds. Well, I mean, I was like. gonna
1: say this is not something that's gonna be easy to understand. So let's just say. You ran. You put numbers in a math problem until you get all the numbers gone. And then once you do that, you win. You get your treasure, uh, which is always a little... like You get a little like name tag or plaque or whatever it is. And you also uh, uh, have it finished off that room. So you don't have to do it again, thank God. And then you will do the other room on this level, which is also math. More math. So that's the math level. I don't right. think we need to get into every aspect of these things. No, is no. It-
0: all you really need to know is that the first level... Is is math problem or number new, number problems to greater or lesser extents? Like yeah. I wouldn't really call the sliding tile puzzle a math problem. I hate it. it.
1: Has just, I hate it. it. I hate these. So. I hate. I, you know how long it took me to do this, and I just looked. At, I I thought to myself, well, I'm sure I got enough here. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to <laughs> hit the, I wanted to hit the button on the on the Mister. I'm like, no. Well, and here's do it for the, the listeners.
0: He- one thing that this game does offer is whenever you solve puzzles, you get things called hint coins. You start out with one hint coin, I believe, yeah. and uh, and you are able to spend those hint coins to get hints, obviously. Um, and so, um, and what you can do if you're using save states, of course, is use the hint coin on every puzzle and then just save your game and go, because once you understand what you need to do, uh, then it's the, the puzzle, of course, becomes a lot easier. Um, of course, in this day and age of Internet walkthroughs, you can also just look up the solutions, and that's also an option to you. But anyway, yeah, the, the first floor, it also doubles as the copy protection floor because what you do whenever you solve one of these puzzles, you get a word clue, and you have to match that word clue to a symbol in the manual to be able to progress.
1: Oh, well, that's every level, I think, has that, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I, I couldn't level I had get past too. the second level. So, let so, I me mean, let me tell you about these hint coins. All right. So I accidentally spent one. It was an accident on the first level. Okay. And when you get the the hints, like I was hoping you'd give the coin, it'd be like, here, I'll we'll do it for you. All right. No. <laughs> and when you look at the hints, they are long, arduous explanations of a hint. Right. Just like, oh. Well, they're
0: they're they're hints. They're not solutions, but the hints That's didn't the help me. They were more means.
1: confusing than the puzzle. I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> these hints! Holy smokes! So, anyways, yes, you do have hint coins you can use, and when you use them all up, I guess you're boned. So, the, at, once you get past that boat ride, it's copper protection stuff. You have to play this with the manual. This mm-hmm. has the uh, ever popular. Uh, 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 Rocket Ranger style competition. That, like, even in 2021, you must have manual. There's no crack. Mm-hmm. You gotta have it. Because it will come up with a different... Every time you complete a wor- room, it says a word, and you have to match those up, like Boat said. So, once you do this, you are able to get to the elevator. But guess what? You're not just... You're not gonna mosey up uh, anywhere. We'll get to that in a moment, once you get past this. So, the next level is, the, is your... uh what, what is this called? Is this like uh this is
0: a time. It's all about time.
1: Time level. So when you walk in here, I mean, explain the scene, Boat, because I was, I was baffled by this when I first got So here. You,
0: you walk in, and you've got a water-powered cuckoo clock. You've got an old-school fire alarm. Um, you've got a time punch, like a time card punch, like when you clock in to work. And then you also have a jack-in-the-box and two hourglasses. That's what you've got. yeah. And so what you have to do is you have to somehow figure out how to stop the clock at the right time. Yeah. You have a 60 second timer, and what you need to stop the clock, and you do this by manipulating what look like elevator buttons. Yeah. Um, this, I'm just telling you right now. This is where I bowed out. I didn't bow out. I kept playing, but this is where I had to use the guide because even when I read the 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 walkthrough, they're like push the top button to do this, then push the middle button, then go to the fourth. But I still didn't understand how I was solving the puzzle. It still wasn't clear to me.
1: Yeah, so, I, I, I mean, agree. That was I was baffled. Plus, it's real noisy. Real yeah. noisy. And there's also <laughs> a guy that goes, you have 60 seconds. You have 30 mm. seconds. And I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Well, it turns out nothing. It just basically resets. Yeah, I'm like yeah. you. I was like, I just looked. I was like, what am I supposed to do here? So finally... I found an old walkthrough. It says like, it's like, one, two, one, three, four, two. I was like, bing, 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 bing. And instantly it was like, done. I was like, Right? Huh? I don't know what I did. And so the,
0: now the other puzzles in this room, I thought were okay. Like they did the the, the, uh, the there's a hourglass puzzle where hourglasses are counting down sand in various increments. You have to flip them in combinations to get things to happen. The punt the time punch card thing is kind of neat. You you're looking for repetitive or you're looking for the pattern in three sets of times. Uh, so I could I could figure out those. Um, but that first puzzle. And then, of course, once you use the walkthrough one time, you're like, "Listen, I'm I've already failed. I'm just going to keep on doing yeah, it."
1: So. I will say I figured out the hourglass, and that was because it was it was a forty second timer. You just to add the two together. It wasn't right. that. that, uh, wasn't yeah.
0: that Again, we were playing on the easiest difficulty level, oh, so God. that probably had I something mean, to do with it. I mean,
1: listen, it. that's as hard as I can do. All right, yeah. that's it. that's it. I can't I can't do any harder. So once you have finished up in the clock room, it's time to fool around with the time card. This is another wacky one, Boat. So. Boat mentioned there's one of those time card punch-in, punch-out clocks on the wall. By the way, have you ever used one of these in real
0: life? No, Believe never. it or not, when I worked at IBM, we used these. Oh, yeah. Well, I went to Staples last week, yeah. and I was tooling around the store. They still sell old punch card units that look just like that. So there are still jobs places where you punch yeah. a physical card. Yeah, the one we had looked very similar to the one in the game here. So... What you've got I've to, never really had an hourly job before. Would, I've, all, I, I've like pretty much up. always been on salary. They're yeah, no good. I, yeah. Yeah. Always been on salary. You're a lucky man, my friend. Well I've always had good jobs. I've got nothing to complain about. So
1: what you do on this thing is basically you've got to open up the time cl- clock and you've got to screw with it. And you've got to set the time to to match up what the time you need for the time. Did you understand this? Because I cheated on this one too. I yeah, had no idea yeah, what this Yeah, I did was.
0: understand how this worked. All right, explain. Um, you, you there you count the amount of time in between the uh like okay so it'd be like in a very simple manner two four six what's the next time okay and so each one of the three number the three times on the time card you have to choose the next time that would appear on the time card after that sequence of three number or a sequence of three times now did i figure that out on my own I had to look at the first answer on the first card, but then once I understood what to do, I could do it on the other ones, and I did it without the thing. Uh-huh. But again, I needed that i needed that little push. And maybe if I had a hint coin, of course, I'd already spent my hint coin, that's what it would have told me. But listen, I'm not smart. I'm not good at these kind of logic puzzles. <laughs> well, so, like,
1: well, This next aspect of the game, I don't care how smart you are. The, and by the way, I got through this with no help. Okay? How, what do you, because the help, I gave up. This, so, it's time for the portion of the game that everyone hates the most. The manipulate your thing through the maze aspect. So, you mm-hmm. know, both Bo, O'Car. if he hates one thing, that's not AGA, he hates these old-school faux 3D exploration gimmicks, don't you, Boat? This is, this is like,
0: this is hell on Earth, <laughs> is basically what yeah. this is. <laughs> this is. We played the game on the Coco for the high score challenge a couple weeks ago. It was the worst time of my life. I mean, any time that you've got a 3D maze where all the walls look the same and you're just bumping into stuff, stumbling around like an idiot. Yeah. I'm sure some people find that fun in the same way that some people like to swallow safety pins. Mm, I'm evening. just not one of these people.
1: Yeah. Well, this game. What makes this one better? Any jerk. Like a rat can find their way through a maze. they got enough time. But not every jerk can find their way through a 3D up-and-down multi-floor maze. Right, right. And so that's what you're in here. What you've got here, you get to see the view of, uh, I don't know, yourself or whoever, however you're getting through this thing, but you've got little buttons that move you one step up, down, left, right, up or down. Now, you can only move up or down if you see breaks in the wall or ceiling, okay? So what I did was... I just basically went as far as I could till I got to a break, went up or down, usually up if I could help it, went as far as I could, and you could get to points where you could say, okay, I can only go one step, and here's a, here's a hole going down. So I knew right there I was on the right track, because they wouldn't put that in unless they expected you to get up there. So I would get back down, tool around to, to where I knew I was under a part of that maze where I knew I could come back up. And I found it. And eventually, I, believe it or not, I did this way quicker than I did the sliding math puzzle. That's, mm.
0: But, I mean, it wasn't well, you're, fun. You're used, to, you're used to experiences like this. No, you played a bunch of dungeon no, crawlers no, no. back
1: You're giving day. me way too much credit, Boat. I, I had no idea. I was doing the best I could. It was ridiculously hard. These suck. Why they're in the game, I,
0: well, I don't know. it's funny because I read a comment from the creator of this game. And he said he put it in the game because it was something. It was another form of puzzle, you know, maze puzzles. Like if you buy one of those old school like games magazines that you get at the pharmacy or whatever, uh-huh. uh, there's always mazes in there. And why not put a 3D multi-form maze in your puzzle game? Listen, you know, mazes one... are the bread and butter of this sort of genre. Yeah. And at the at the time, remember, this is '92. A 3D maze, well, like that's a selling point. Well. One one of those would have been more than
1: enough. They didn't have to put one in between like all the levels. That was that's too much. Yep. So now we're on the next level, which is sort of the robotics computer level. Okay, this one you have to do in a certain order. So the first thing you've got to do is you go to this room that looks like a giant inside of a computer, basically, and you are trying to build a circuit out of parts. All right, uh, as far as I could tell. Unless you do one dumb thing, you pretty much can't lose the circuit. You have to put the switch in one spot and the power supply in one spot, but otherwise you're good to go. This Mm -hmm. wasn't hard at all, was it, Boat, this part?
0: Yeah, and this one wasn't hard. And again, if I would have been smart, I would have tried it on a higher difficulty level just to see what changed. But that, yeah, it's we. I'll tell you something about this game. Yeah. Uh, It's all over the map when it comes to puzzle difficulty. Yeah. Because there'll be some things you're like, this isn't even a puzzle. And then there are other things, and it's like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, so yeah. it's a weird thing.
1: The second aspect of this is to, they'll give you a list of numbers and a list of switches, basically a one and a zero. And you have to make the number. On the switch is equal to the number in the box, and when you do that, a little light bulb lights up. Like, what is this binary or something, Bo? Is that what we're so doing that, here? That, the,
0: I, what, what I can only imagine is, is this is how binary code works. Yeah. And again, this is a neat theme. You know, this is the computer room, and they are teaching you various. You know, like. Of course, you're you're not going to go out and program anything at the end of this, but they're teaching you about how binary code works and stuff like that. So I thought this was pretty cool. You know, this is definitely not something... This is definitely not like a normal-style logic puzzle. Well,
1: I could get past it because you couldn't fail. So that was Right.
0: You just keep clicking numbers, and eventually you get the answer. Yeah,
1: because otherwise it's going to be a problem. So then... Now, this I thought was interesting. You come into this room, and it doesn't even... you, you, You actually said the same room. You have to guide a robot car or tank through this maze collecting these letters okay and now in in the maze uh there are junctions where you can manipulate what uh the turn of the car now the, the car always makes a right turn okay and so sometimes to get what you want you have to like let him go past the place you are going to manipulate and then when you're on the way back then you hit it you activate it to get him to go right it took me a little while to understand what the heck was going on because there's also there's also like uh, whirlpools you've got to avoid it will be sucked down you can turn them on and off, uh, but actually I thought this was kind of fun too, Bo. This was not this wasn't too bad. I got I had managed to get through it without too much trouble. Well, and you I, I know liked the it.
0: The, th- the thing that I will say in defense, I'll say a lot of things in defense of this game is that. Uh, they give you. Oh, it's not like you can die and you have to go back to the beginning when you fail these things. I mean, they let you try them as many times as you want. Yeah. And and and, and that a game like this. I mean, it's just about how much time do you have? And when you when you manage to complete it, you really feel like you've done something cool. You yeah. know, you figure it out the control scheme, you figure it out how to negotiate the obstacles and all that stuff. So I thought that this was a good one too. You
1: know, I, just to just to sort of ponder it for a minute this game and i heard people talk about you could i think they said you could beat this game if you barreled through it and you were smart you could go through it in a couple hours okay if you wanted to uh but this is this would be the perfect game to get in your classroom back in the day when you're one computer and Mm -hmm. get the class together and say okay kids today we're all going to give these math problems a shot now tomorrow we're gonna and this would be fun like this is learning but this is fun for the yeah. most part. Now, they're not all winners, okay, as we've discussed. Some of these are duds. But some of these are good. I think the circuit board was pretty clever. The binary. I like this whole this whole side of the room, the, the hall was good stuff. And mm-hmm. when you actually get that tank out the door, you feel pretty good about it. I mean, it's pretty cool, pretty clever the way they do it. And the fact that it's, uh, that it's not mega hard, uh, but it's challenging. is is They did a good job on the difficulty of this one. So that that's the end of the fun because now we're going into the realm of the unknown boat. And by unknown, I mean, I don't think either one of us got past this part of the game no. because of nope. our dumbness. So on the other part of the wall here, you got this gimmick that, well, oh, I forgot about this. You've also got a.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of pun humor
1: in yeah, this game. There's also a, you've got to <laughs> answer, you've got to put the punchline into jokes. All right. They've got five punchlines. you got to match them with the jokes. The, the jokes are real bad, uh, right. but they're funny. For kids, they'd be pretty good. I right. do like the one, what What do you do if a computer is having a heart attack? What do you do to it? You give it CPU. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. There's a couple pretty <laughs> Come on, I like that, Bo. Nothing? It's not bad. It's yeah, not bad. Yeah, come on. So, but th- th- that's—I mean, it—that's inoffensive, okay? Because, but it is that's softening you, uh, softening you up for the brutal pain that's to come <laughs> uh, when you have to fool with these robot heads. Let's talk about these robot heads. So you come to this laboratory. And There are three robot heads in a wall, and it's the old shtick, Boat. One of them always lies. One of them always tells the truth. And one of them, I don't know, you it, you don't, it could do either one. Right? Could either way, yeah. And so what you've got to do in this se- sequence, what do you've got to do, Boat? Do you care to comment on what that... What is this weird thing? Well, you're
0: programming these things? You're that- programming this robot to do, to do this thing. And, and the, this is where... This is where I would have not played this game anymore.
1: Yeah, it's where I stopped because I couldn't get past it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so, um, it's it's, I don't know. I- <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to explain. It's hard to explain. You basically
1: t- go to the Doctor Brain's computer and you try to program in a sequence for these for these robot heads. Okay, I had the walkthrough. Okay, I've got I'm looking at it right here. And with the walkthrough, I still could not accomplish this.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I tried. I tried a lot. I was like, "What do you do here?" And I don't know. So it, clearly, this was not a well put together section of the game. Right. Uh, I didn't like it. Uh, uh it, you once you program the, once you program your head, it gives you a punch card. I wasn't even sure what to do with the punch card. I wasn't sure yeah. which robot. I well, had.
0: you know, you've, you've got to move your robot around. It's another like top-down maze type thing, but it's 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 so much more difficult than what you had to do in the last in, in the tank game, because you have to outfit your robot with the with the correct loadout, and then you have to program the card. You stick the robot into the thing, and then the, the robot decides to well the. The robot has to retrieve these objects based on what you uh, what what you've programmed it to do. If you're listening to this show right now, I realize we're doing a horrible job explaining. It's it. impossible
2: apologize. to
1: explain these. So we're so you have just ended. That's where we left off because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. So we're gonna try to. I'm just gonna we're gonna kind of briefly cover the rest. Of this. So once you get past that robot section, guess what? It's time for another longer more complicated, more detailed maze section, boat. So, it's a good thing cuz I guarantee you would have quit there. Now, as you get up here to these your next levels are basically made up of words. And it's funny, I've heard people mention this and I'm going to mention it too. It seems like they they really went nuts in the first few levels of this game and at the end here, they sort of like wean out. The game's mm-hmm. become more much more standard fare. The next right. one's basically like a word search. They just, they just say, you've got 15 words remaining, and you go through and try to find all the words. That's now, it.
0: Now, one thing that I like about word searches is they tell you what words are in the puzzle. Yeah. Guess what? In this word search, they don't. They don't. You have to figure it out on your own. And this isn't some eight by eight word search either. This is like a like twenty five by twenty five grid. It's 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 intense. Yeah. It's
1: it's a big one, and and some of the and it included diagonals, both. They don't screw around. So once yeah. you do that, they take all the words you found, and then they put them in one of these puzzles that's sort of like a crossword where like every. Word you've put together one letter from it will build up one over yeah, there's a name for word. it It's like
0: acrostic or something like yeah, that that where just... you you have a bunch of uh, horizontal words and then they you ch- you choose one vertical stripe and yeah. that, that 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 is a word as well. There's a
1: name for it all right, but I can't say it on the air Then you get to the <laughs> one of these uh, what do they call these triangular puzzles boat? I don't even know what these are called They have a name too basically you're, you're spelling a, the word enter and you're using various uh, uh, what did you say it was called? Dynamore. Is that true? No. Oh, pfft. I believed you, you jerk! <laughs> Don't do that. So anyway, you're you're using these pieces of a triangular puzzle to put together a word. Okay. Uh, it's basically sort of like a puzzle, like a jigsaw puzzle. It's like puzzle. a jigsaw puzzle, yeah. yeah. So, and, but don't worry. There's an actual jigsaw puzzle that comes up later on, and here it is. <laughs> so the, the next bit, you're doing it. You can see how these really petered out here at the end, Boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, these. Yeah. these, these uh, uh, so we didn't really miss much. This is just a straight-up jigsaw puzzle. Everyone likes sitting at their computer and playing jigsaw. It reminds me back in the old days in the Atari 2600 where they thought to themselves, sure, people will buy a cartridge where you use a Rubik's Cube or okay. play tic-tac-toe. Okay.
0: Hold, on, hold on right there. First of all, I'll tell you, there's a couple things that are cool about this. Okay. One is that the pieces snap. Like, when you put a piece in the right place, it snaps, too. So yeah. you don't have to, like, manipulate it crazily. Number two, there's a that you start out with a picture of a chest. The chest is part of the jigsaw puzzle And you pull the pieces out of the chest That's pretty darn cool Third of all I like doing jigsaw puzzles on my computer And I do them to this day So there
1: Well uh, what have have we learned ladies and gentlemen (laughs) Boat, just when you think, man, Boat's the biggest dork I've ever seen. Bam, he dorks it up even more, Boat. (laughs) Did you have the Rubik's Cube and the tic-tac-toe for your Atari 2600? I bet you did. I I had 3D tic-tac-toe for the Atari. What a geek. So anyway, if you feel like, if you think to yourself, man, there's no other way I could do jigsaws on my computer, you could go pick this up and then try to struggle through the maze to get here. Good luck, pal. That's all I'm saying. So once you take a thousand years to work on that jigsaw puzzle, (laughs) Then it's time to play some hangman. Everybody likes hangman, right? Except in this case, you're playing it with an actual man hanging from a gallows. Now it's, it's a, very dark. It's yeah. a dummy, right? But guess what? Once you complete the hangman, get, this dummy comes to life. He's like, "Thanks, dude." <laughs> so you're working to hang a real guy. So as t- not a, probably not the best choice. I do no. like it. You know, we used to play hangman in school. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun game, but maybe this can come up with. I mean, listen, in this modern age, they'll have to come up with something better because no one likes no one likes the old Hangman anymore. So, as we near the end of this thing, uh, there we're going through another more complicated, more difficult maze, each more complicated than the last. Mm-hmm. The and I've heard I saw LGR do a thing on this, and he said this was straight from the devil's honey right here, <laughs> and he he showed the list. It's brutal. It is brutal, brutal boat. So last level, it's the sort of the stars and space level here. Mm-hmm. Uh, amongst the puzzles you'll complete here is a puzzle where you simply connect the dots to to make constellations. I don't not have not really that, a puzzle, but that, I don't know. It's kind of yeah. neat. You learn learn about. Well, constellations. I mean, it's cool.
0: Don't get me wrong, but it's not a puzzle. You're you're basically just clicking on stars. The stars form lines, and when you've clicked on all the stars and the lines, they they form a constellation. It's a neat thing. Listen. A game like this, yeah. Uh, you know, it's clear that they 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 were running out of ideas at this point. Yeah. And they they were and they, they had this idea for a planetarium at the end because you're at the top of the castle. You want to look out and see the stars. That's cool. So they were really reaching for things here. But I I, I thought that, that was kind of neat.
1: I I do too. And it, but just when you think, man, are they devoid of ideas? Well, they are Because then it's time for the <laughs> matching game with the cards. And so you've got to match the cards up. Your memory game. You have seen that? Yep. You like these two boat on the computer? You big fan of these boat?
0: Listen, kinda. You I geek? play mahjong all the time. Oh my it's, feel... it's sort of similar.
1: Where do you find the time, boat? <laughs> I can imagine boat boat of car teacher man about town, but he's got two hours to play jigsaw on the computer. That's baffling to me. You kidding me, boat? Get that out. So once you've done your memory game, which by the way I'm not so good at those, uh, boat, and you may be mm. stunned to, to to realize stunned, yeah. Uh, then you've got this last. I'm not even sure what this what this last bit of the game is. This so what you, you yeah you, you, li- you, you, uh, you click you
0: click on a planet and then you click on the planet's name and that's that's how you that's how you beat it. So,
1: <laughs> how do you
0: know that? I, uh, because I watched the video. Is uh, hey, let me
1: ask you: is is at this point in in the world, right? I'm guessing. That uh, uh,
0: Pluto is still in there, is that right? Pluto's still in there. Beautiful, yeah. yeah man. So, um, but yeah, that, that that and again, you're learning stuff, you know. Like you, you have to know the order of the planets as they go out, you know. And so, I mean, it, it's 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 still somewhat educational.
1: Very good. So finally, you get to Doctor Brain's office. Okay, Doctor Brain ain't there. All right. So you know what that means. That means you gotta do some other weird crap. I will say, Doctor Brain has the same desk chair as the, as the boss from uh, uh, IT. You know that. What, you know that. What, yeah. No him, IT, that crowd. IT crowd. The mm-hmm. giant hand. <laughs> uh, so that that that's kind of cool. But hey, maybe they're one and the same. So this last bit, you've got to match up these various, uh, I guess, occupations in a puzzle.
0: All, all, all you're doing here is you're dragging the plaques onto the plaque. You're dragging right. the little things onto the plaque. That's it. That's the whole. It's not. It's not even a puzzle. So
1: you know these last. I will say these last
0: batches of puzzles. I haven't looked through these a second time. These
1: really are duds. I mean, they, I they really phoned it in? Finally, you will actually get to uh, be in the presence of the man, uh, the uh, the great man for a few minutes dr brain he takes you into his ultimate control room and that's pretty much where the game winds Yeah, he, he
0: shows you the now i will say the ending of this game is very cool uh you see uh, little digitized pictures of all the people that worked on the game and they appear in television sets this kind of looks like a tv control room so the ending of this game is definitely above and beyond a lot of game endings that we see what do you so think that's, about that's these.
1: cool you know we see a lot of these games where the, the people that made the game sort of slip themselves in there. Maybe they're digitized. Maybe their name pops up. Maybe you got sings about them. What do you think about a, a guy or a team of guys that, like,
0: stick themselves in the game like that so overtly? Are you down with that, or is that sort of... Yeah, why, why would you not do that? Huh. If you, you know, if you spent a huge part of your life working on a game, why would you not want to have your your visage appear in a playful way on the credits?
1: I don't know. If I if I went to the whole cast of Dr. Brain... Do I really care who Dean Schmoo is
0: at the end? I want to see some well, action. It's not about it's not about the it's not about the player, but it's a you know it's the it's the, when you when you watch a movie, do you always stay and read the names on the credits? God no. no. But that's not it's not for you.
1: you. You know what they do in the movies? Like you ever see a Marvel movie in the theater? The, yeah, the movies, I hate
0: I hate what they
1: do. The though. movie they put ends, Stupid crap at the and end. And then of they, the put, they put they put the yeah, but no, no, it's not even at the end of the credits. Well, they may be something. But I'm talking. There's a there's a spot between after the movie and before the real credits roll and mm-hmm. they put a gimmick in there, that's what yeah. I like. If guys yeah. want to... But
0: again, that, this is so much better than just having a scrolling credit scene. I don't understand why you're down well, on no, this. No. This is better than most game endings that, of show, of games that we've got. I'm reading.
1: just saying, I want a happy medium. Like, you know those games where like there's a menu and it says at the bottom, like, about, and you click it? Then they can put in the wacky thing. That's this game a,
0: has that also.
1: Well, yeah, but you only need one. You don't need a
0: both. That's what I'm saying. Why are you complaining about this? I don't know. I just I don't know. It's either. something that always but What a bothers, stupid thing to complain about. It always
1: about. bothers me in these games. That doesn't always bother me, but sometimes it does. So as so but what do you think of this game? I mean, we were sort of all over the map with what are your thoughts on this thing? Listen,
0: one of my favorite books of all time is a book called Grover Goes to the Museum.
1: Okay. I'm sorry, please go. I'm not laughing at you. Oh, it's something in my eye. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) And Grover, uh, you know, he goes in all these different rooms in the museum, and it's just cool because it's they're very the art is very good. The art is very good, and that's the way I kind of feel about the Castle of Doctor Brain. Now, are the colors the best in this game? No, but each one of these rooms looks cool. You know, each one of the puzzles. Uh, does not look great, okay? Some of the puzzles definitely have a lot more artistic quality than others, but you really get the idea that you're moving through different floors of the castle. And it puts you, again, this is the opposite of, of the reason why I hate dungeon crawlers, because in dungeon crawlers, you're doing the same crap over and over again for dozens of hours in this dank, dark dungeon where all the walls look the same. In the castle of Dr. Brain, every floor is completely different. So when you complete a level, part of the treat is getting to see this whole new section. And I really like—I'm a sucker for this like pseudo three D art perspective. You know, this kind of forced perspective. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, now, this game is all over the map. There are some things, there are some puzzles in this game that are great, some that are okay, and some that are awful. Yeah. And that's not even counting the things that aren't really puzzles. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is the the designer of this game, I think, wanted to make a computer version of one of those books that you get that are full of puzzles. Okay? Yeah. Now here's the thing. When you get one of those books full of puzzles, did you ever get a book like that to take on a car trip or at, something oh, like that? Oh yes, many. That's all we had. That was right. our that was our Game Boy boat. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now here's the thing. So when horrible. you can't get past a puzzle or if you don't like a particular section of puzzles, what do you do with the book? You throw it at your dad while he's driving. No, oh, that's right. You rip the page out. You flip to the next chapter, and you work on puzzles in a genre that you enjoy, and that's what would have made Doctor Brain a great game. If they would have said, "Welcome to the Castle of Doctor Brain," and then brought you into a foyer, a foyer where you had all of these different rooms, and you could choose the order to in which you attack the room So you could say, "Well." I like these. Lo- I like time puzzles, so I'm going to go to the time room first. You've still got to beat all the puzzles to get to Doctor Brain's office, but let you let the let the user let the player choose what order they want to tackle the puzzles in, and at least they'll get to see everything. Because I guarantee you, seventy percent of the people that played this game would have got stuck at that stupid uh, that stupid cuckoo clock puzzle because it makes no sense. It makes no logical sense what you have to do.
1: You know. The brilliant Chris Edwards here just he he made a br- very genius level comment. i remember, this was the first Panic Room game. Yes, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was listening to Boot. This is like the crap you would find in a Panic Room. A lot of this stuff. It's amazing. And I think first of all you're dead on with the, uh, with the foyer gimmick. Okay, but this guy you got to give him credit. He was a slave to the idea of the castle, Doctor Brain. You move up the castle. And that's and so he liked that. That's the
0: way he did it. All right, I agree with you. If you don't like one castle, you you. Uh, well, it's not, it's not even the castle. It's just you've got a, ca- a castle has tons of rooms in it. Right. Why don't you just let the player you choose what room they go to first? I,
1: well, I'm just saying I agree with you. But this guy had a vision, man. He wanted to yeah, do it. Yeah, he a, did have
0: a vision. You're and right. also
1: remember. This game was sort of like from the early 90s where they punished ignorance. They, they demanded... Yeah, that's they right. Especially Sierra ride. games.
0: They were well-known yeah. for punishing you know, ignorance. so that's the way it games.
1: goes. Now, with all that said, Boat, uh, so I would I would say we both agree that this is a uh, sort of fun. This is the kind of game I could just put the Luke in front of and say, go to work, kid, because he would be too hard to figure out. But, I mean,
0: because mm-hmm. yeah. it was hard for Dad. Uh, yeah. But I could see where they were going. and this, it, Well, it, I, I think you had a great idea there. This would be a perfect game... For a teacher to be there at the front of the class, have the class gathered around it, and the kids try and figure stuff out. The kids are shouting out answers. You're trying stuff. You're getting through these is a team. Yeah, that's
1: that's exactly what I thought. Now, at at the end of the day, our opinions matter a little. Let's see what the opinions of all the geniuses in the magazines uh, were at the time. Okay, man. So, Amiga Action... Uh, gave it a 79. Amiga format an 81. I should mention that the good folks over at Limit gave it a 7.25. So, you're going to see a trend here. Uh, Amiga Mania, brother, gave it a 78. Uh, CU Amiga 78, the 175. But then you got some lower scores where people just didn't get into it. Amiga Power, when they, uh, gave it a 61. Uh, you know, our friends over at Amiga Joker, they also punish ignorance. And they thought this game was Adrian. Give it a big fifty percent, boat middle mm. of the road. Uh, the total cumulative score, as determined by the folks at Lemon, seventy-two percent. So what we're talking here, uh, we're talking a passing grade here, boat. Uh, but uh, how would you, you know, we've uh, we've done some good educational titles. How would you compare this in terms of the quality to a Mavis Beacon, for example, or a, a Carmen Sandiego that we did
0: in the last couple months? Well. I don't know that you're really coming out of this game with a whole lot of extra knowledge. Yeah. You know, this is a game that teaches you how to think logically sometimes, but it's not really a game that's teaching you a specific skill. Like, it's not teaching you how to type. It's not teaching you how to, you know, look up things in an encyclopedia or a geography or something. So, I don't know if it's, would you even call it, you know... Entertain or educainment? Would you call it entertainment?
1: It's a better question. <laughs> no, I would. Yeah. I, I think it's. I mean, I think you. Learn it's like it's like, like you know, know,
0: in the chat, they're they're saying this is like the first escape room game. Yeah, like when that's are right, those that's escape why I said rooms?
1: Panic room. That's what i was yeah. talking about.
0: Yeah. Are those escape rooms? Are they are they teaching you things? I mean, I guess they're you're 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 using your brain. They're
1: testing you, testing your yeah. logical abilities to work under pressure. Uh, uh. So I I think I think this qualifies. I mean, certainly. If Mavis Beacon is the king dong of actually you getting a skill from playing, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's number one. But I And I think this was a distant third behind Cover San Diego, where you learn something in that, too. But, yeah. I mean, there's, this is more of something to test you, to make sure that you're still frosty, and to, uh, like you said, this would be a great, fun... Like, you know, at the end of the class, you got, like, a half hour. I right. don't know what you do in the Absolutely. band. But if yeah. you're like, if you got a bunch of like fifth graders or third yeah. graders, you're like, mm-hmm. "Hey kids, mm-hmm. it's time for fun," and they're like, "Oh God, no!" Then you break this out, <laughs> and they might get into it because it's just wacky yeah. enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the only the only the only foil in that plan was when if you get to one of those 3D maze levels, because then everybody's screwed. <laughs> you're not getting through that with the fifth grade class. So how do we do over <laughs> on the Discord, Boaster? We got some reviews. Uh, Jigglebox says, My wife and I had a lovely long weekend at the castle and found our host, Dr. and Mrs. Brain, to be excellent company. The breakfasts were fantastic, and it was only a short walk to the nearby beach. We have no hesitation <laughs> in recommending this to other TripAdvisor users as excellent value for money, 8 out of 10.
1: Jigglebox. He, he went above <laughs> and beyond with that that description.
0: Dah crabs MTG says it's the best game of all time because I suggested it. LOL, eleven out of ten. He said he beat it in five minutes,
1: Bo Just now in the chat. <laughs> wow. Do you believe it's that? It's impressive. It makes us look kind of dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Graham W Vebke says I'm usually somewhat excited by puzzle games, but this game doesn't do it for me. There's probably a decent game here if you spend time with it, but finding the enthusiasm to spend time with it is the challenge. I had great difficulty reading the brown with black text, cyan with orange text. Green with red text, etc. All eye-burning disasters. It's a shame they didn't spend a time making the visuals better here. I also don't understand why many of the puzzles didn't take up all the screen, but instead were windowed and small with often gaudy backgrounds. Aaron, this might be a good time to I do the old port that. comparison.
1: Uh, oh, good, good idea, Bo. You, this was released on Amiga and DOS and NEC, a few others. Uh, and what you got here, sort of like what we said, sort of a washed-out mess of a of a game. I mean, when compared to the big dog, uh, the DOS version of this, the VGA version, you don't see it until you get sort of into the game a little bit. I'm gonna skip ahead here so you can kind of get an idea of uh, of what it looks like, but. Uh, you can see that the DOS version's is glossier. I mean, just look at that. You can tell from just that scene right there if you're watching on the video. The stones look better. The shadowing looks better. It's just a it's a sharper image than you would mm-hmm. get on the, on the Amiga. In my opinion, what do you think, Bode?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is... Yeah, I know. I know it's 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 a it's a joke at this point, but it, this really looks like the AGA version of the game. There's just there's more there's more variance in the amount of colors that are on the screen.
1: Yeah, it just it just it's cleaner looking, and so you're gonna yeah. that's what you're gonna get though because uh, VGA. I mean, it took them a while, but they eventually caught up. I, I will say, in the defense of the Amiga, uh, in '92, it's not like everybody had a sound card in VGA sure you know sure so so it's not like everyone that had a PC was playing it at this level but so it was available if you needed it
0: yeah yeah all right so we move on to our next review oh and we finish up Graham actually Graham says even novice level was a challenge so a clue book is probably needed unless you have patience and previously said enthusiasm overall I give this six out of ten and finally pixels Excuse me, Pixels of Dawn writes, he says, I started this up, cranked it up to expert, and rapidly paid the price. And like a lot of (laughs) education titles, this is more of a puzzle game than a straight educational title. Almost in the vein of something like Myst or The Seventh Guest, but dang, this at expert level is a challenge to an adult. The puzzles do seem to be fun, but I'm stuck near the start at the moment because I suck at sliding tile puzzles. But I refuse. I refuse to turn the difficulty down, and I'm looking forward to playing this again. I like the atmospheric music, but the graphics are clearly downscaled VGA graphics, and the engine is a bit slow and clunky on the 68,000. That said, this is actually a decent challenge for adults and one of the better entertainment titles I've seen on the platform. Looking forward to more, 7 out of 10.
1: I can't imagine what the slide is on is on Expert. Too hard. Too yeah, hard. Because I, I hate those. I remember having those as a kid in the car, and I realized pretty early on that you could just pop those little tiles out and put them in any way you wanted. That's what I used to do.
0: You know, Aaron, it'll, uh, it'll probably make you love the Mac even more to know that the only game that shipped with the original Macintosh computer was the sliding tile game. Oh, God, no.
1: <laughs> you know, you mentioned something. I, I wanted to mention this before we moved on. Uh, those old puzzle books used to get. Yeah. Uh, this game, if you look at the box, this includes a puzzle book. So. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> so, to mention that. You're right. <laughs> so I will say they had the same thing in mind, but they stuck just stuck a puzzle book in the book. So good move. Oh, one last item: the eBay on this. Uh, I looked it up. Uh, they are available now and again. Uh, I've seen one go recently uh, in the states. Forty-five bucks, give or take, and twenty-five bucks. So you may, you may be paying into the twenty to forty-dollar range if you look around.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron. Well, let's go ahead and leave the, the the fabulous castle of Dr. Brain. Bid Mr. Brain and his lovely wife adieu, and head on over to the YouTube channel to see what's been going on over there, man.
1: Good idea, Boaster. So. A uh, pretty normal week this week. Uh, we'll start off with myself and the Brent on ARG presents. We had a we had a fun time uh, boat this week. We looked at the Jupiter Ace. It was a return appearance for the Ace, and uh, what a what a nutty system this is. Uh, the the big draw for the Jupiter Ace was that it used the op the uh, programming language 4th and little basic on it. And, uh, uh, so this just was just, it was a, it was supposed to be ten times faster than basic mode. Uh, we looked at a couple games. I looked at a game called Aller, which on the surface looked like a pretty cool game. Uh, you play an owl, you get out to pick up eggs with letters on them, and you go up to the top and try to make words out of them. Try to match the word that the computer's thinking of. And when you put the egg down on the little tray, it will tell you if your letter is to the left of that, or to the right of it, or you got it right. The problem is, this plays like Double Secret Super Death, Boat. It's uh, 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 ah-ah-ah-incassical, so this looked like a good idea, but sucked.
0: Yeah, well, it's one of those games that sounds like a good idea in theory, but in uh, in actual application, uh, especially because the letters are random and scrambled, so sometimes you just don't get the letters you need, which is no good. Yeah, yeah. Did you try this one, Boat? No, no, I just, yeah. I listened to you guys talk yeah. about
1: Uh My brother w- got a little more conventional and played a game called Tut Tut. This is like a, a port of a port, basically. Uh, it's funny, the guy that did this, he that poured this over, he just did it in 2020. And his name is George Beckett, and he actually watched the show, and, and he actually, because uh, I told him, I, I mentioned that I had trouble playing this on the Mr because I didn't have an ace file to use. He had the file in a, in a TAP format for a cassette, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. made an ace file for me and uploaded it. So he, he contacted and said he thought were, it was a good review. So it's always neat to hear from the people that actually made the game. Uh, so that was cool. But this is a pretty fun game, uh, Boat. I think you'd get a kick out of this, but sort of run right up your alley. It's, it's, it kind of reminded me of Speed a mm. little bit, Boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, a fun time. So that, if you're into the Jupiter Ace or just want to... Tr- look at something different for a change, uh, this would be a fun show to watch. Uh, next on the docket, Boatster, uh, by God, we went and did it. It's the 1200XL show, and this time out, we chose Montezuma's Revenge. What do you, you talk about it, Boat?
0: So Montezuma's Revenge is a game, it's it's one of our bedroom coder games. Uh, the guy that did this, I believe, was only 16 years old when he did it. It's a classic story. Him and his dad formed a uh, a, uh, an unstoppable business team. Uh, and, uh, he went forth and, uh, and, and got this thing published by none other than Parker brothers, which was a huge name in the, uh, in the computer and uh, console market in the, at this time in 82 through 84, Parker brothers was paying big bucks for licenses. And, um, this is a game that's sort of like uh, America's version of a game like *Manic Miner* or *Jet Set Willy*. It's a it's a lot easier. It's a lot more forgiving, but it's a flip screen platformer. Uh, you're going through. You're collecting different items. You are, but you're you're using those items for various things. I guess there's there's really it's a little bit deeper because you're not just trying to get through the game, you're actually collecting items and using items. It's almost sort of like, and I think we talked about this on the show, it's sort of like a pre-Metroid-type game. Uh, Metroidvania, if you will. So uh, it's definitely one of the best games uh, on the Atari 8-bits. It's it's a stone-cold classic. You owe it to yourself to play it. Uh, this or one of the newer versions, the Montezuma DX is also very good. So uh, check it out, uh, and um, yeah, it's it's a great game. It's also you can play it on the
1: uh, on the Coleco Vision had had a uh, version of it. Listen, it's we both discussed it. It's, it's a top one of our both our favorite games. Just love it. It is way easier, way way easier than Jet Willy. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's still a challenge. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. it, this is far less frustrating than those. And it's a yeah. lot of fun. It's cute. Uh, and boat uh, has a, ha, does a great job with the history on this. I really enjoyed your uh, history uh, part of this boat. It was real interesting to well, see how you. where this guy came from. So well done on that. So yeah, check that out. That's twelve hundred XL. Uh, next on the docket here, oh man. Oh, well, I'm going to talk about it. The Tato Egret Too Mini. If you tuned in, uh, when did we record this boat? Was it last Sunday or was this last? It was a week Sunday? ago today. Holy smokes, boat! Boat pulled one of his patented bits and blindsided me with this show didn't tell me we're doing it didn't tell me the subject of the show and what we talked about was the Taito Egret 2 Mini which is a Tato Mini cabinet that has a special a couple of special gimmicks uh, it will split it will the screen will will turn into TATE mode uh, if you so choose to play the TATE games and you also uh you could also use separate controls on it to uh to have a spinner and uh what was the other thing? It was a spinner and something else on there. What spinner
0: boat? and a trackball, right? A trackball.
1: So if you want that sort of stuff, you're golden. It also has a separate controller. There's a different type of controller. What was the final tally on this thing? If you wanted to hold. So whole if you life? get it, if
0: you get it all, if you get both controllers, I think there's a there's a CD soundtrack plus the unit itself. It's an expensive proposition. We're talking about four hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Yeah. And then we get into... um, (laughs) I don't know how we got into the conversation of comparing... First, we compare... Uh, so we we fight about which is better, Space Invaders or Dragon's Lair. Then we compare the mini to arcade machines. We go off on very multiple weird tangents in this. So if you want to just if you want to see me pop a blood vessel at one point and generally have a conniption, this is the show for you. All the while, boat gleefully sucks away on his stupid water. So there you go. <laughs> that that was that show. And then boat wouldn't put it up, and it it did okay for us. Now. Guess who's back in town, Boatster? Jack Flack. He's back. Oh, yeah. And this time out, the, and I watched this, I was live, I was happy because we hadn't seen the Flaxter for a couple weeks. He'd been on vacation in Flo Rida. Mm-hmm. But he's back. And he's back with a vengeance boat. It was time for him to play some wacky, you put a demo there, but it was time for wacky vacation pictures because it was California Games boat. California Games we've played. we've had a couple of cups of coffee with the old California games back in the day. Oh yeah. On multiple systems. And you'll recall our the heated uh, foot bag competition we had uh, way back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. and it was one of our uh, one of the our original
0: Amigos High Sport Challenges yeah. from way back. Oh, in the day. Oh man,
1: uh, th- and th- those were a lot of fun too. Uh, they're always they're always a good time. But the Flack goes to work. Place he goes to all the events. By the way, Flack's great at this game. Uh, it was sickeningly good. I was appalled at how great he was compared to how horrible we were.
0: Yeah, I'm horrible. At
1: hey, this. what what's your favorite event on this boat? We were talking Footbag. about. It. It's, that's Good what time. I said, and yeah. people were surprised. And a lot of people said they liked BMX racing.
0: I, I don't, don't. I think BMX racing is too punishing. You because well, the first thing I do is immediately land on my neck, and yeah. then they say I can't continue. I will Listen, say I've landed on my neck tons of times. I still continue. That would explain
1: a lot, Boat. It would explain that Egret 2 conversation <laughs> if, if you land on your bean a few times. We could all agree that the worst of it on this was by a long shot. It's that idiotic skating event. We all hate yeah. that.
0: Well, the, the controls on that are just atrocious. Yeah,
1: that stupid chick. She needs to stay off the skates. Walk, honey. So anyway, if you want to watch the Flaxster, get down to Funky with some California games and go through the whole bit and show some amusing and adorable pictures. This is the stream for you. Black is back. It's good to have him back in the fold. Now, moving right along, look at this boat. It's the Ace Tronic MPU one thousand games montage. Yeah. Where did this come from, boat? Holy smokes. Uh, yeah, I'm with I, bananas. I have no idea
0: where this came from. <laughs>
1: I don't know what the ace tronic MPU is and I well,
0: am one a part of, part of ARG presents so I... I was gonna say this may be something that you guys need to need to cover I guess this was one of the <laughs> first console uh, color consoles on the market uh, 1978 so we're talking about you know very early early on I uh, and I will up, say <laughs> that uh, uh, these games sort of resemble uh, maybe Odyssey 2 type games. Um, there there's a lot of there's a lot of maze games there's a lot of shooting games uh this is basically you know if the Atari 2600 hadn't gotten the developer support that it did and people didn't really uh, learn how to use it to the extent that they did this is sort of what we would have ended up because this is these are like gen 1 2600 games basically
1: these don't look bad
0: no they don't you know, look bad honestly, at
1: all I'm looking at these I'm like you know because I was I mean the Ace Tronic mpu I gotta look into this thing and there's a thousand it says here a thousand games montage surely no no no
0: no 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 the mpu 1000 is oh, the name of the system
1: oh i got it i was just checking your chain but I thought that's funny yeah the <laughs> thousand games montage that's a lot of games that thing but these do look pretty good mode. i mean and they yeah. look uh, they look pretty similar to some of the pre you know listen they didn't reinvent the wheel here Every machine has a lot of these games. I wonder what thing was that? That pinball out.
0: game. That pinball game look, looks man. How often, <laughs> looks suspect. To,
1: how often do you have to replace the motors in these things when you take <laughs> you get to pull the pot? These things are spinning like they're going out of control. Listen, Herbsky, I salute you, my friend. You've done it again. Just when you think he's ran out of wacky things, he's whacked it up again. So check that out for the love of God. You got to look at that. Now, speaking of gotta watch, it's our good pal. Frodo N Mm-hmm. Frodo, now this is an older older video. I mean, this is taped a, little, a couple weeks ago. You may be alarmed to learn, Boat, that if he doesn't have it by now, I think he was in the chat. He will be having it too, but I think he's got it. This is a
0: man with a beautiful turquoise quaff of hair, Boat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's got it. He's he's got it now. He was streaming yesterday and I watched oh. a little bit of it. He's got he's got the blue hair. It's
1: Outstanding. On. I love that good for you. Listen, Frodo went and raised some funds, and one of the push goals amongst the many, many goals was to get the old hair dye job, mm-hmm. and he went and did it. Like He, he manned up and went to work, and I, I, I approve of that. I mean, anyone that would wear a penguin suit as much as he does, blue hair didn't seem like that big a chore to me. Right. Uh, he has a go, this is part two of his look at the first years of the Nintendo Game Boy... We talked about how this is a system that's sort of close to your heart, Boat.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. In fact, at 40 minutes and 8 seconds, he played the one and only hankayo Alien, one of my favorite games that you you had a little dabble with on your Game Boy stream last week.
1: It is funny. I did have a uh, Friday night Amigo Aaron disaster stream, and we played Game Boy games. And uh, uh, we did. <laughs> yes,
0: I do remember this is one of your favorite games? I love this game. I had no game. idea what was happening in this game, Boat. I, I never gonna... knew either. I just like I just Why like is this one of your around. favorites? It's a, it's a world you want to exist in, man. Just, I don't. live it. Because this guy's making holes and those creatures will eat <laughs> you.
1: And when they catch you, they actually devour you on screen. For yeah, real. that's part of the fun. That's not fun. I don't want to be devoured. So anyway, <laughs> check out Frodo and his Nintendo Game Boy Part 2. And also, uh, uh, just to knock just to it back a step... Frodo and uh, Jack Flack, they both stream. So if you can, hop on Twitch, look them up, and check out their various streams. Frodo streams, gosh, at least three or four times a week. Uh, Flack streams every Wednesday at, I believe, 9 o'clock. He'll do his Sprite Castle show. Uh, so they're both, they're like a yeah.
0: clockwork. And Frodo's, Frodo's Switch Channel is FrodoNL, yes. and Flax Switch Channel is Robo?
1: Thank you, Boat. Thank you. That's that's why that's why we keep you around, my friend. I think that's all we got here. Oh, Bo, what what's what, happening this week? Oh, boy, I hate to ask this. What's happening on this week and retro, retro this week, Boat?
0: Well, this past week, we actually, we asked the question, Aaron, uh-huh. Is the retro bubble about to burst? Yes. Uh, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk on uh, on the uh, on on different articles saying that people have run out of stuff to uh, to spend money on. They're in the they're in the pandemic. They're they're locked up. They were locked up for a year. They they found a bunch of hobbies, but now that they're going out again, and now that now that the you know the outdoors is picking back up as an activity are we reaching the end of crazy high prices? So I think that you and I may have a discussion about that after the show. So we'll, we'll table that for now. Yeah, but we I talked about that. We also talked about a new game called wing leader, Aaron. Now I yeah. know that you, uh, you, 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 check this out. You're a big wing commander fan. I am. And, uh, and, uh, did you, did you, did you like what you saw here with wing leader? Well, we'll see. We'll see what, how it goes. I like it.
1: You know, a, a jacked up wing commander. Yes. That's what I want. So I would love to see that. So we will see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, yeah. I, I found it intriguing. but let's put it that way.
0: Uh, we talked about there's a guy that has figured out how to make his own ZX eighty one or ZX eighty uh, using, of course, uh, nothing but new parts. So unlike the Amiga projects where you have to use uh, donor chips, uh, you can actually build a ZX eighty or eighty one out of uh, you know uh, parts, just normal electronics parts. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of uh, and. And finally, there is a, a new uh, disk of data found for one of my favorite games of all time, Earthbound, the uh, JRPG that's really, really wacky. One of the translators thought that he wrote over a disk full of a dialogue that was later cut from the game, but they he, he gave the disk to the Video Game History Foundation. They used some reverse uh magic to somehow resurrect the data even though it had been written over and uh so now there's a couple more lines of dialogue that we didn't know about and it, it there's it's uh pretty pretty crazy stuff that they cut so you can listen to that and of course we have our normal uh friendly banter between neil and i so yeah this week in retro make sure you listen to the latest episode uh we'll talk more about that next week hey this earthbound gimmick. Do you, does this yeah. make
1: you care? I mean is I mean, you said uh, you said that I couldn't tell if you were joking. Did they literally just find a little bit of dialogue or just, this they literally, like a little bit a
0: little bit I mean, the, the dialogue was funny. You could tell why it was cut. There uh-huh. was a there was a scene where you had to go to the beach and they are like, you need to go get an oil massage from this chick. She gives real interesting massages on the beach. And, oh my. That, and so that was one of the lines that was cut. But it's nothing earth-shattering. It's not like they, they found, like, a secret dungeon that hadn't been, you know, published or anything. Uh-huh. But it's always fun when you have things that were lost, and then somebody thinks they're gone forever and they come back.
1: I like the fact that Earthbound was working a little blue boat.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah.
1: That's, <laughs> that's rabbit. I think that covers it, Boaster. Uh, a pretty busy week this week, but we we had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, of course we've got high score challenges going on all the time over on the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord. Uh, We still have uh, the uh, wacky Helter Skelter high score challenge on Amiga. And then on the Spectrum, we are winding down our Jetpack challenge. It's going to be live for another week or so. Uh, You can get in there, post your high score on Jetpack.
1: Yes, and good luck. (laughs)
0: All right, Aaron, we've reached the part of the show where we thank all the fine folks that make this show possible, including our Twitch subscribers. Now, Aaron, uh, of course, you can subscribe to our Twitch channel. Uh, we, if you like watching the show live, we record every Friday at 5:30. If you've got an Amazon Prime subscription, you get to sub to us for free, and it still throws us a couple of bucks. So we appreciate that. We want to thank Macintosh Librarian, Mitsuyama, Pints and Amiga, Daha Crabs, MTG, Eor 4077, Scumboy, Blow Jellyfish, Frodo and Elk, Kronosnet, Orom, Blue Train, Christian Russel, Negsol, Explorer. Jigglebox, Uber Scuba Diver, Gary Heather, Peeplo, Lumen808, Paco Take, Ame Steph, Retro Jerry, Hermski, Smrediger1, Buck Owens, RMC Retro, Jost80, Dave Velociraptor, Fall, Matt DuFort, Litwarski, Butterberg3000, Dave's and Donuts, Texas Footballer, Exile in Paradise, John Marshall3, RetroRewind.ca, Chris Edwards Restoration, Beach Bum 7 Still Adolescing. McCheezers and Pixel Rages. All right. Thank you guys so much for subscribing yeah. to us on Twitch. A lot of new names in there, Boat. Absolutely, we love it. We love it. We appreciate it. All right, Aaron. Now uh, we did pick up some new uh, Amigos supporters this week. We want to give a special welcome to McChessers. I think I called them McCheezers earlier, but it's actually McCheezers. McCheesser-
2: it sounds
1: like <laughs> the newest like potato chip or something. Right. McCheasers. Right. <laughs> So what a welcome, testers!
0: Sorry for messing up your name right off right off the bat. And we want to welcome Chris Edwards from the fabulous Chris Edwards Restoration Channel. Yeah, thank you for becoming a patron of Amiga. And check now, out his
1: channel; it's it's solid gold. He's always got wacky crap on there about the Amiga boat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Aaron, last week the Patreon song challenge was uh, "Come Together" by the Beatles. And uh, we got quite a few uh, correct responses. Uh, we got Barkbit, Super Tech Boy, Frodo NL, Ronnie Young, Chris Folds, TMX Online, Matthew Perron, Blipbop, CBM Nut, and Edvin Helen. So congratulations to everybody who guessed. Come together by the Beatles. You continue was, uh... to
1: desecrate the Beatles. We month after month.
0: Why? I like the Beatles. Why? Listen, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to turn you. Trying to turn the corner with you and those guys. I'm trying to make you hate them. <laughs>
1: That's horrible, Boat.
0: (laughs) So uh, this week, Aaron, we're back to a full band Patreon song. This is why I'm not going to lie to you, Aaron. This one was, uh, was a, uh, 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 this one was not easy to do. Uh, I spent <laughs> almost as much time working on this song as I did the Castle of Dr. Brain this week. But I think you all will enjoy it. If you do know the name of the song, uh, send me a message at john at Amigospodcast.com. Please do not answer in the chat if you're watching live just to make it fun for everybody. And uh, I will announce you as a winner on next week's show. All right, Aaron, hit it. <laughs>
2: I'm okay David Terrace Jude Carlos Matthew Mobius The Phantom Magnus Seth Yates Alistair Fien, Christian Russo David Z George Rosansky The Amiga Show Daniel Craig. King, Crazy Loomis William Venters Scott Heavy Systems Bundy Frag Mark Violent Olaf permsky Jonah A.K. Simulant Alien Rita Dave Lost Raptor Cowbird Boy Lane Denson Hudson, John Foo. Bomb Six, The Bass, Frodo and Solin Liza, Tech Mage, Jurgen Miss Daniel Williams, Bernard Lucas. Jerry Dennington, Zork, Love Reflections, Simon Lech. Cap and Caspi, bites and Kathy. Gary Heather, free lunch, Kate Fox, David Gifford, Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, lobster native Ten minute Amiga Retro Cast Bernard Quinn. John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRocher, creepy dead boy, Vicky CTC, the Solo Nora, Stefan Sorgard, Morrison, Evan Helen, Lindo 75, Christopher Hassel, Rabbi, Abba, Chris, Foles, Lauren, Durburg, B, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro Vince, Scary, Huck Paul, Harrington, Duncan Styles, Tate from the Crip Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Pullo, THE, Eric Nelson, P. God and your
0: So, if you know the name of that song, johnandamigaspodcast.com, and I will announce the winners mm. next week. Speaking of next week, Aaron, uh, it is, we're, we're, we're changing, we're moving out of the education zone, mm. and we're moving in to some things that the Amiga does best. That's right, 3D stuff. Three. This next game, Aaron... I've already had a look at it. CyberCon 3 Ooh, is what Cy- we're going to be doing next what, week. CyberCon 3? CyberCon 3. And guess what? There is no CyberCon 2 or CyberCon that's 1. That's what I was going to ask you. It's so good they started with 3.
1: Listen, with a name like that, I can't tell you how
0: excited I am about next week's show. <laughs> CyberCon. It's the big con, Boat. That's right. That's right. It was suggested by Amigos Game selection Committee uh, member, Blindo 75 We want to thank... Da, Krabs MTG, for suggesting the castle of Dr. Brain to the committee. And the committee, of course, were voting on it. We appreciate that. If you do want to become a member of the Amigos Game Selection Committee, you can head on over to patreon.com slash amigospodcast. You get a lot of cool things. You get the ad-free show. You get access to our Discord. And you get our undying love. Um, so, and Aaron, before we wrap this bad boy up... We do have quite the crowd today over in the old uh, chat, so I thought we'd uh, take a second just to say thank you to all these fine folks that are watching us live, including our fantastic moderators Duncan Styles and Pixels at Dawn Gaming. Thank you guys so much for all that you do. And in the chat, we've got TenMark, Lexara27, Amiga Live, Anthony Jostrob, Bitstorm, Bliplop, Joe Blow Jellyfish, Brock101. Chris Edwards Restoration, co Commander Root, Da Crabs MTG, Delamort 78, Edvin Helen, Frodo NL, Ford, Jigglebox, Great Al G, Catherine, L, Curtis Boyle, All Hail, McChessers, uh, <laughs> Mitsuyama, Oil of Hope, Picard 2010, Pixel Rages, Raidens, Rob O'Hara, streamer page discord probably not a bot super tech boy tom toms toy Moy, trevin 201 vnk Bigora toxico violet tv vigoro Pros wishbone explorer and yamical you got to have thank a song to,
1: to announce those you got to, you got to do a duet like a, I can a do double. A, a,
0: a, the song is just 87 songs that's all the show that's turns all into. the show is we would have nobody wanted would be a very short song at the end it would be it would be a sort of short show yeah all right uh so we will see you guys next week thank you so much as always, for listening, we will see you for CyberCon. I've already forgotten the name of it. What is it? CyberCon 3. That's right, the big three. We'll see you guys later.
1: Adios. Adios.